All right, before we begin today's episode, we wanted to give a shout out to our patrons over at Patreon. Uh, we've got Aperba, Zach, Paul Campaneshi, Eric Sari, Lauren L., Andy Herbrand, Rock the Green, Nate Hansen of Hansen Screen Printing, and Kelby Goodman. Thank you. Yeah, thank you everyone for all that you do for this little production. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. Uh, We, of course, are your hosts. I am Eric. And I'm Russ. And uh, today we are talking about another first in the state of Wisconsin. We are talking about Joseph Zimmerman, Joe Zimmerman, Jay Zizi, Jay Ziggity, Jay Ziggity, uh, and the development of the first answering machine. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty rad. Leave a message after the beep. Deep. Boop. Uh, so, uh, Jay Weezy, uh, we also have great Wisconsin music today from Man Alive. Uh, another brew review, another edition of how many fucking locos are you at? It's getting wild up in this shit. <laughs> Skid steers and the twofers. Um, as always, uh, be sure to lake. Husband and wife drink. <laughs> I just said be sure to lake. Be sure to lake. Yeah, be sure to lake. <laughs> be sure to like, subscribe, review, and all that other shit. Yeah, and we wanted to say um, we're sorry we haven't had like a, as many interviews. There's been a lot of uh, mostly scheduling conflicts between the breweries and some of the people we want to have on, and uh, we are working that out. So in future episodes, you're going to start seeing those coming back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, uh, as you probably can, uh, you know, understand it's it's just very difficult to try to align and uh we do this mostly on a weekend basis and you know they're they're usually uh, taking time with their families so uh you know we just have to sometimes try to uh, work stuff out during the week if we can and it that just recently hasn't been the case so we will be jumping right back into those uh and uh you should be seeing those probably within the next i think the next episode probably yeah probably the next episode yeah all right uh, please uh, go on there, like, rate, subscribe, review, all that stuff. Share. Um, if you really want to uh, become uh, some sort of a sponsor and, and help kind of run this whole thing, uh, you can stop over at wisconsindrunkenhistory.com uh, where you will find uh, episodes and links to the Patreon and our T Public shop. Uh, and, and all of that stuff really does help. If you buy the merchandise, if you become a sponsor or a patron, uh, those things uh, go directly to us. Uh, we uh, then have the ability to continue to create this content and and uh, broadcast it for you. Right now, you know the publishing is what ends up being you know uh, a, f- a fairly large cost for us. Um, and and hey, we could use all the help, you know. And, yeah, and also, you know, we we buy all the music uh, from the artists as well, and and we love to we we'd love to continue to do that and not have them give us handouts and stuff. So, uh, hey, with anything else, you know. We, we, you know, spew this stuff at the beginning of every single episode. Let's go ahead and jump into uh, the episode about Joseph 
Zimmerman. Yeah, it really never ceases to amaze me all the firsts we've had in the state of Wisconsin. The one we were discussing today, the answering machine, is one of them. Some of us probably don't enjoy this invention, but uh, it is still a large progress for things like voicemail and uh, the things that actually come after this. And I don't know if maybe some of our listeners don't remember in the 90s with the little tiny tapes in the original answering machines. We had one growing up. Yeah, we did. So today we're discussing about the man behind the original of what we were talking about, Joseph Zimmerman. Joseph Zimmerman was born in 1912. He was a very intelligent person and a creative mind. He graduated from Marquette University in 1935 with a degree in electrical engineering. He became an owner of an air conditioning heating company where he would find that calls that came in were missed um, because he didn't have a secretary mostly. And uh, not everyone can afford that when you're just starting out and going. Yeah, yeah. So while he was out on service calls, he realizes he needed advice that could actually record these people coming in. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like basically, it's it's a secretary, right, that you don't need somebody there that it can record the message, relay it to you. You can go there and actually take care of the business, right? This is just kind of that one another uh, example of sort of like uh, creating uh, out of necessity and... Uh, sometimes paying somebody to be there all the time is not necessarily the the most financially uh, uh, sound option. Uh, You know, you can definitely create this device, like you were saying, a device that could help uh, capture those those incoming calls even when you're not there. Yeah, and, you know, he he realized that there was a need for this thing. But before he had a chance to actually start developing, Uncle Sam would make the call and he would lead into the service. World War II was happening at the time. So he served in World War II, including the storming of Normandy Beach on D-Day in the Army and was part of the Signal Corps. He would see some of the toughest battles in European front in the military, and he realized the wire recorder that he was actually using could lead to improvements in the military intelligence during the war. And uh, actually gave him ideas for furthering the device and uh, how, how we could possibly record and store a message. Yeah. Just some new ideas based on the uh, wire service thing, the wire recorder that was actually used during World War II. Right. And after the war around 1948, he worked hard in the basement of his Elm Grove, Wisconsin area, where he would continue to work on developments of what would become the 80 pounds monstrosity and first rendition of the answer machine. He dubbed the electronic secretary model R1. Oh, man. Yeah. Which is actually on display and part of the collection of the Milwaukee Public Museum today. We can actually go and visit this yeah. big ass device. Big ass. We could actually <laughs> go huge. see that big bitch. It's a beef. <laughs> so this would become the first usable answering machine, and it was patented in 1948. And due to the device catching the attention from companies like Midwestern Bell, who would go on to buy rights to, to the company, if this would never not have happened, this device. Mr. Zimmerman may never have been recognized for all his efforts because there were like a lot of devices, especially in the early 1890s, um, but they're very impractical, not very usable like the electronic secretary. And uh, based on him getting this deal, you know, it made it a little more mainstream, allowing a lot of other people to actually buy the service, you know, yeah. especially businesses, right? Yep. So this device would use a 78 RPM record player inside a box. When the phone rang, the machine would lift the telephone receiver from its cradle and play a recording greeting. A wire recorder on top of the second smaller box would then record and tape the message. And in 1957, the electronic secretary and its patents would be acquired by the General Telephone and Electronics Incorporated. Sure. And it was one of the most widely advertised brands of answering machines and tens of thousands would be sold. Zimmerman was also commonly known for other patents in design, including a security device that automatically dials a phone number and conveys information in case of an emergency, a precursor to the 911 we know today. 
He actually came up with a magnetic recorder that is used to monitor heart patients, a system for accessing pre-recorded lectures to earn college credits, an airport system that sent out landing information to planes 24 hours a day. So the guy, pretty pretty intelligent person from the state of Wisconsin, maybe a little lesser known, which is why I wanted to bring a little bit of attention to him. Yeah, yeah. So Joseph Zimmerman would pass away at the age of 92 on March 31st in Brookfield, Wisconsin. He left a long legacy even after the disappearance of the answer machine in the 90s. These were the precursors of what we know today as the voicemail. And uh, he leaves a long legacy of creations and just another name that will go down in Wisconsin history and somebody I really wanted to celebrate. Because think about it. What, where would we be if we didn't have voicemail or an answering machine, right? It's Well, it's and, and, you know, uh, again, it's it's the the the... The other inventions that that he also came up with as well, kind of based on that idea of, uh, you know, even when you're not at home, you want to be able to capture those calls that are coming into your home. Same with this, uh, uh, that that new emergency dialing system that he had kind of come up with before we had that kind of thing. Nine, I think 911 is actually a... A relatively recent thing. Yeah, it's not like, so, I mean, like what, 70s, 80s, I think is right. when it first started. So, uh, you know, this guy is, is very critical in, uh, in in creating some of these uh, really early, early uh, renditions of, of, you know, these things that we have now. But can you imagine being, uh, you know, a, a 1934, 35 graduate of this really prestigious school and then, uh, go go on to be in the war, and then you kind of get that idea of of um, right, let's stick a record player in a fucking box, and then there's like a mechanical hand that like picks up the the handset and then plays this greeting, and then it's all, like in a second uh, record player, it's gonna play the greeting, and then they're gonna hear it, and then it's gonna record their conversation. Like, oh my god, yeah, it's what pretty the fuck? It's pretty incredible. I mean, especially for this time too. Yes, I mean, exactly. And like, it's like how crazy phone calls alone were difficult as fuck. Now you add in this other thing of like, and 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 did people put this in their homes? Uh, I think it was mostly used in a lot of businesses. A lot of I think businesses. I okay. think eventually, though, I'm I'm sure it did was the precursor to a lot of the other ones that would come right. out for the more commer- like the more um, residential. Because if these things are massive, you need, and and yeah. you're talking about putting a '78 to '78 record players it's in big. a box, it's a big device, one to play, one to record. That all the all the you know mechanics that have to go into this thing lifting the handset and everything. Yeah, it's, it's basically using like insane. the military wire recorder inside of it as well. So it has yeah. a seventy-eight player playing the greeting, a wire recorder recording the actual message itself, and you can play it all back. God. Pretty incredible. I mean, that is wild. And just what a cool, what another cool like first for uh, Wisconsin. You know, like yeah. and there were some original ones like in the eighteen nineties, but they weren't very usable because there's like a. Let's phon- put it out there. They sucked. Yeah, and, sucked ass. And there was there's like a phonograph one that somebody tried to come up with, but it just was like a monstrosity. It would never work for like bunch the, of nerds. Bunch of nerds. Nerds, hey, you geek. But, <laughs> you geek. But yeah, that's going to conclude the main segment. But yeah, just another really cool Wisconsin figure, and I'm really proud that he's from our state. Yeah. All right, let's jump into the music segment here. We are featuring a really rock solid band uh, called Man Alive. Uh, these individuals are uh, keeping pop punk alive. Um, it's it's it's. I think the the genre is actually made. Uh, quite a comeback uh, yeah, within the last agree. maybe ten years, uh, and and it, it you know it fell off. I, I think you and I were always listening to it, but I it never died for me. I mean, like yeah. from the early to like the mid two thousands kind of era. This kind of reminds me of some of that stuff, like especially like right. a little bit of unwritten law. I was I hear in it yeah. a little bit. Yep. Um, you know, kind of that early pop punk. 
I wouldn't say emo more, but I think more of the pop punk that was kind of around that, like unwritten law yeah. stuff like that. So and, yeah, and, and I can I can certainly hear that the those older influences, but also then some of the the new stuff that is coming out that that's amazing. Yeah. That uh, I just I really love uh, that the, those hard hitting, you know, thick thick guitar, you know, like chords, the ones that are really really in that uh, in that high drive uh distortion or whatever they're using and it just it, it paired with the 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 bass uh guitar the two make like this super thick good tone yeah it has like that like those really bright guitar hooks yeah that was like kind of, that was really cool in that era yep. and almost yeah, and- like uh, uh mother uh what did they call that uh, uh the, the nursery rhyme kind of thing. Like, it just sounds so shimmery and chimey. Yeah, yeah. And it it's kind of like the bright, yeah. like, yeah, the chimey guitar hooks. But, yeah, yeah, man, I mean, these guys are amazing. Yeah, and uh, so the the song that we chose to use, uh, they had actually just released it uh, at the end of January there. And uh, it, it I think it was maybe a, a two-song EP or whatever that's on uh, uh, Spotify and Apple. Or, or no, we found it on Spotify. We couldn't find it on Apple, but we got it on Bandcamp. Bandcamp. We bought it on Bandcamp. So we bought it on yep. Bandcamp. Um, it's a name your own price kind of set, set up on, on Bandcamp for this one. So, you know, give them, give them a buck. You know, yeah, it's the yeah. same kind of price I probably would have paid on uh, Apple. Uh, I think it's, you know, a, a great service. And I think hopefully it gives them more money. Uh, than agree, iTunes yeah. does. Um, but anyway, the song that we chose was Alleviate. So uh, we're just going to go ahead and play Man Alive, Alleviate for You Now. Changes all the way. 
I love it, it, man. So good. Um, again, that was uh, uh, "Man Alive." The song was "Alleviate." Brand new, uh, literally just released at the end of January. Really great stuff. I want to say that was recorded over at Stillwave Studios, uh, right in Milwaukee. Uh, great guys over there as well. Um, at least they had a hand in, I think, uh, mastering it. If not the whole nine, you know, awesome. but, uh, great stuff. Definitely go check it out. The other song, uh, that's available as well. Uh, like I said, I think it was a two song EP. So go check them out on Bandcamp uh, or Spotify, I believe as well. So, uh, let's go ahead and jump into our beverage review. And, uh, this one, Russ is what a, a very, nice little, uh, nice, nice little fix. Yeah. So we got, um, juice fix from uh, third space, which is a really good one actually. And it is, uh, an IPA, but it's kind of like a lighter IPA, I would say. Yeah. A yeah. very a very light coloration. It's almost like a blonde, but very carbonated. And uh, the alcohol content in this one is a 4% ABU. And very ABV. low ABV, sorry. Yep. And the, the bittering units are very low, which yeah. is really weird for an IPA. 25 IPAs, IBUs, usually yeah. much higher. They're like in the 60s or 80s sometimes, you know. And I mean, this one you're definitely getting, you know, I'm not getting a lot of the hops because I think they're using like a juicier flavor hop because I'm not getting mm-hmm. a lot of the IPA flavor, but I'm definitely getting a lot of notes of citrus, you know, maybe a little bit of peach and yeah, passion I think they fruit say, and pineapple. I was just going to say peach, passion fruit, pineapple. Uh, very, it's a very citrusy, juicy IPA. It's yeah, a, it's bubbly too, like and really this carbonated. Is a, this is a spring seasonal, so it's it's just coming out now in preparation of uh, what yeah. we expect will be spring soon, Hopefully. but it just keeps like, it Jesus keeps fucking us with snow here, but, uh, shit. but yeah, right. this is another delicious uh, third space beer. I mean, I they mean, just constantly hit fucking home runs, cranking man. out great beers. And every time we go down there, it seems like that list gets longer. Like there's yeah. always a new beer. We got to try when we go down the third space and yeah. uh, man, Kevin and Andy, they do uh, fantastic work and everybody that, uh, that helps brew and, and process and can and, and the, the bartenders, I mean, everybody down there is just it's, amazing. Yeah, and I mean, we've been down there multiple times for not only just like the IPA hop, the, the IPA fest, yeah. but just for like pretty much a lot of crap. Yeah, just going down there I and mean, filming a couple times we did and then just going to the tasting room, having a beer. Yeah, the Rock the Green event we were there for, which was awesome, yeah. the IPA fest. We've been there multiple times. Man, it's just one of my favorite breweries. And I know we actually have a sign have in the studio. Have you done yoga there too? Yeah, I did. And we yeah. actually have a sign in the studio. Yes, we right do, now yeah. it's a nice tin and they've been a big supporter of our podcast and we're definitely a big supporter of third space so anytime we can buy a third space beer and support them we're always up for it so yeah and they like i said they just keep cranking out good ones and hitting home runs so uh third space always always going to be something that uh that you can enjoy but definitely if you can find this one it's called juice fix from third space super good super juicy it's not super dehydrating low ibus it's yeah. a great beer All right, folks, you know what that means. And this one's coming from uh, Burlington, someone we may or may not know. We're not going to throw it out yeah. there. We might know this guy. Yeah, there's a so, chance. There's a chance we've run across this uh, individual. individual. Uh, so a 41-year-old Burlington man faces his third drunk driving offense after his arrest on August 3rd uh, after a high-speed chase in Kenosha County. Uh, so the individual, like we said, is 41, charged with the felony count of fleeing an officer and a third uh, drunk driving uh, offense, uh, which is a misdemeanor. Uh, the Kenosha County Court Commissioner 
set a $15,000 cash bond for this individual, and uh, he remains in custody. Uh, and uh, nice. that, that, So, yeah, he's getting some time in at the county jail. Uh, the felony charge carries a maximum of $10,000 in fines and three years, six months in prison. Oof. That could be that could, that could be, be not good. That's it's not great. It might be some butt stuff. Yeah, he's definitely gonna want to get a soap on a rope. Get get some lubes. Yeah, some lube types. Yeah, some KY. <laughs> Buy some stock, buddy. Uh, according to the criminal complaint, an officer with the Kenosha County Sheriff's Department attempted to stop the defendant's vehicle after he observed it traveling at a high rate of speed. The chase reached more than seventy miles per hour and traveled about one point one miles until the vehicle stopped. Uh, on 136th Avenue, just uh, north of Highway N there. Um, after uh, a bunch of field sobriety tests, uh, the individual uh, who was taken to a nearby hospital for a blood draw, like we said, uh, that that would more accurately detect and determine his level of intoxication. Also, then it would be admissible in court. Mm-hmm. The results of that test uh, are not known at this time. We're not exactly sure. Um we, so they, we don't really got a lot of info. Um, somebody we we may or may not know. Yeah. Um, forty year old man, Burlington man, forty one year old Burlington man. Forty, yeah, forty one. Got in a high speed chase, drunk, not good, three years in prison, possibly rape. We don't know. Yeah. But yeah, stuff. Pinch, He's definitely gonna get hurt in there. Clinch cheeks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to do with this one. Um. There's not a lot of info here, and obviously we don't have the blood draw. We don't have the. Uh, but field test failed failed field, field sobriety test failed field sobriety test we don't have a breathalyzer though to idiot, go off of. idiot driving 70 miles an hour yeah. and you know pro- probably not a 70 mile an hour zone i'm assuming it's probably 50 this is his third so yeah, this, this is, is a third this yeah is bad news bears for him i mean yeah this is not going to be a good time uh, this is definitely going to be uh, a moment where he wants to reflect and think about his actions and maybe start uh, uh maybe call uh, uber yeah, Gruber, Maybe. David Gruber, Law. David Gruber. No, yeah, like you said, the Uber and Lyft, use them for fuck's sake. God, I mean, the Tavern 20. League, the Tavern League, I think is free. Right? Yeah, it's twenty twenty two. Pay like, for an Uber, you can get Tavern League. I think they have drivers. Yeah, for the most part, uh, in in it definitely doesn't always work in like rural areas. I was just gonna say, yeah. super rural uh, areas, you're probably not gonna find someone. But, um, man, p- prepare, p- be be ahead of it. Like you know, you're going out drinking. Let's not be you know coy. That's the game, right? You're you're gonna go out and you're gonna get drunk. Be just be ahead of it. Go call for a ride uh, early and say, "Hey, I'm gonna head out downtown. You know, would you be able to pick me up later if I give you a call, at like you know, eleven or twelve o'clock?" God, it, it's just so easy for for you to be able to do that now. It's like, crazy. Why why in the world are we still having this conversation in 2022? Where you know, I, I was just out, you know, a couple weeks ago and. Uh, you know, Ubered and Lyft, uh, you know, carried me around a bunch of different places. I prepared by having a hotel booked as well. So that way I'm not staying or I'm not, I'm not having to go home. I can just go to this hotel. And then, I mean, you're close to the action. So that way, you know, at bar time or whatever time you're heading home, you're just heading right back to this location right there. And you can just walk upstairs and just go to bed. So, so what do you think about this? I mean, we don't have a lot of information. We have the age, we have right. failed field sobriety tests. I mean, I think this is I think, number three. I think I have a number. Do you, Eric? Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. It, it doesn't end in a crash. So that's why I think I came up with like, the number. They say high speed, like 70 miles per hour is really, it's like, not really that, that crazy. High speed. I mean, I don't think he's like insanely high, but do you want to go on three, man? Yeah. Three, two, one, Eight. ten. 
okay, I was thinking a 10 loco. Yeah. I mean, he's not quite to the blackout, but he, he has some booze in his system, right? Yeah, I think we can settle on a nine. He's not standing up great, kind of maybe stumbling. Can't do his ABCs backwards, but neither can I. So. Yeah, no, I can barely do it forward. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nine, uh, nine loco. Uh, I think yeah. that's going to be the settle. Do you want to sound that gavel, Eric? All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home. home.